six weeks ago, people saw my post on Facebook about my podcast or they saw me dancing or they saw me smiling and they were probably like, oh, she's good. Like everything in her life is perfect. She's great. But I wrote this and I wrote it for a reason. For those who see the smiles, know you only see a portion of what happens 365. You only see what I and others decide to share. Because you see a glimpse, don't assume you know the whole picture. The Titanic sunk because of what was below the surface. This was six weeks ago yesterday, and thankfully everything worked out. But if you see me dancing and smiling today, know I am grateful for every day I'm still here. P.S. This is not posting for sympathy. It's to help with perspective. Remember, social media is not someone's entire life. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another live taping of the CC America podcast. I am your host, Tamiria Jordan, and tonight we are talking about who you post to be. And that is a play on words for posting on social media. So as you all know, the CC America podcast was created to provide a platform for myself and others to share stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. And when we think about this thing called life, we all go through different things for different reasons and in different seasons. And so everyone has a story. Everyone has something that they are probably grappling with or dealing with and trying to just make it through. So my goal of this podcast is really to be able to help people, to help people in those tough times when they might feel like things are a little bit rough or they're, you know, not sure what may be happening in their lives or why they are going through the things they're going through. That's why we have a support system. That's why we have our friends. We have our family. We have those individuals in our lives that will really help us move forward when we're not sure which way to turn or where to go. So tonight, this is what this show is all about. It is about social media posting and the impact that it has on you. So each week, I'm grateful for you all tuning in. This will not be a very long show, but I think it's an important show. And just to give you all some context, the reason that I wanted to do this show is I've been getting a lot of feedback regarding social media in terms of how often I post, what I post. And not that the feedback is negative necessarily, but it's just interesting. And it made me think to myself, how many people may feel the same way or have these shared perspectives and not really understand the full picture of what may be happening. So according to Pew Research Center, 69% of adults and 81% of teens in the United States use social media. That's a pretty high number of individuals who are engaging with each other online. So you're engaging with your friends, your family, and also with strangers. So when you think about the amount of the U.S. population, that is a large amount of people. And unfortunately, being disconnected has had some detrimental impacts for some individuals. And so what the research has shown 
is that this number of individuals being exposed to social media on a frequent basis has increased the risk for some people of anxiousness, feeling depressed or feeling ill over the use of social media. And for some people, they may think, how is that even possible? But there are so many ways that social media can impact us. So there is an article that's titled The Social Dilemma, Social Media and Your Mental Health that was published by McLean Hospital. And in that article, they talk, they talk specifically about how social media um, is utilized by a lot of people to boost their self-esteem. So essentially it allows individuals to feel like they belong to something to a circle, to a group of people, a community. Because for some people, they may not have that community in person, but they are able to build that persona and also build that community online. There are circles of people who are consistently giving them positive feedback, which they may not be getting in everyday life. And so typically when we review sites like this, that's where people start to make comparisons. And by nature, we are individuals who compare. I get that. And I understand that it's a psychological process is something that we all tend to do. Um, but when we think about social media, sometimes those comparisons get us into trouble. Those comparisons are what lead to the anxiousness, the feeling of being ill, or the feeling of being worried sometimes, depending on what we are seeing on social media. I know for me personally, I had to start limiting my news intake as well as some social media because of the things that I was seeing in the news um, in 2020. And even before that, when you start seeing murders occur on online and before you can even you know, scroll to the bottom of your page, a video is automatically playing where you see those images, even if you don't want to see them. And curiosity a lot of times gets us also in trouble because we want to click that clickbait. We click on it and then we wish we wouldn't have watched or saw what we saw, but sometimes it's too late. And so when we start to look at social media and we start to compare and we're looking at the number of likes that we get in comparison to someone else, or why didn't this person like my post and someone else did like my post, or you know what, are they even seeing my post? And I have a bombshell for you. Most people assume that everyone on their friends list sees their post. The truth of the matter is only about 10% of your audience sees your post. So if you have a thousand followers, only 100 people of those thousand followers are going to see your post. And the other 90%, if you really want them to see your post, that's why they have the option for you to boost your post for likes, essentially, or to get more engagement. And essentially what you're doing is paying for posts or paying for likes because the platforms are free to use, but they have to make money some type of way. And one way they make money is via advertising. And so they are able to charge users a fee to advertise. Now you can pay that fee and advertise. A lot of times you all will see those as sponsored ads. If you're selling a product or if you have a business, like in my case, I am working on multiple things to inspire the lives of others. But to do that, 
I have to be present on social media um, in order to really get the following and also spread the word. That being said, I have been trying to make a concerted effort not to let social media get the best of me. And it may be difficult at times when you look at your numbers and they're low in comparison to a lot of people. But then when you really put things in perspective, I think it does help you realize like, you know what? Whoever I'm supposed to reach, I'm going to reach, whether I boost my post or not, whether I sponsor an ad, but these are still businesses. And I think a lot of times we might forget that it's a business. Their goal is to make money. They need to generate revenue because guess what? It costs Facebook money to run that platform. It costs Instagram and TikTok and all of these platforms money. So how they make their money is through advertising. We get to use the platform free of charge, but if you want more people to see your post, guess what? They wanna know in the words of a famous rapper, where them dollars at. So when you think about Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all these places, there's also the fear of missing out. So that also plays a role in how we interact with other people and the way that we feel about ourselves, because we feel like, well, if I'm not a part of that, I'm going to miss out on something big. And yeah, there might be some things you miss out on, but guess what? There's a lot of stuff that you won't. And Apparently, um, based on that same article that was published by McLean Hospital, The Social Dilemma, Social Media and Your Mental Health, in that article, they also talk about how missing experiences can create anxiety and depression. And I thought that was really interesting because it's, it's something that many of us probably don't think about, is that we're possibly creating anxiety for ourselves because we feel like we're missing something. We feel like we have to do more. We have to be better. And in 2018, a British study tied social media use to decreased, disrupted, and delayed sleep, which associated with depression, memory loss, and poor academic performance in the long run. So those things, they were able to connect the dots and see that that prolonged social media use could impact us. And even for my podcast, I am using social media to a degree, but I like to say I post and ghost because I will prepare my post and then literally I'll set it and forget it. And what I mean by that is I will have the draft ready to go. So all I have to do is click a button. And now they even have apps that you can utilize to plan your post, especially if you have a business or a product or a service that you're offering to other people that you need to get the word out. That doesn't mean you have to stay on social media all day. There are people who do this for a living that you could hire. In my case, I am doing a lot of this myself. So grassroots marketing for me for now, um, you know, until I'm able to expand, but even to run this podcast, it costs money. And so for me, my goal is to get the word out to as many people as I can so that I can do what I set out to do, which is to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. The second area I want to talk about is the technology with regard to social media. So you see my background here. That's not real. So some people might think that it's real. Some people may realize, oh, that's a backdrop. Well, either way, it's not real. So imagine the people who have the realistic looking backdrops, or maybe they are able to utilize a green screen and they remove their background and it looks like they're somewhere else, somewhere exotic, somewhere fun, somewhere you wish you were. 
you really have to take a step back and evaluate, am I seeing reality? Am I comparing my grass to AstroTurf? Because a lot of times we may do that. We're comparing our grass to something that's not real. And so with social media, just like this background being fake, there are apps that can significantly alter someone's body. So they can make you look smaller. They can have you, they literally can allow you to transpose abs onto your body to shrink your, the size of your face or your waist. So we are comparing ourselves to something that may or may not be real. And really it's up to you to utilize your own experiences, your own knowledge and take it for what it is. There's some things that are true. There's some things that aren't, you just have to figure it out. And ironically today, I was watching the Today Show and they were talking about the deep fake videos featuring Tom Cruise that weren't really Tom Cruise. And they were talking about how essentially utilizing artificial intelligence, they can transpose someone's face onto someone else's. Now, apparently they used to use this in Hollywood primarily for um, actors who have passed on and they wanted to be able to still have them a part of the sequel if they're having a sequel to a movie, um, at least for a short period. So apparently they were using this special effects artist to create that type of effect. But now on places like TikTok, Tom Cruise ended up on TikTok, um, but it wasn't really him. So it was really interesting to like listen to that because I was thinking to myself, wow, um, you know, that's really interesting that they're able to one, do it, but then two, I just found it interesting that it's hard to tell that it's fake. Hence the term deep fakes, because literally they had him doing magic tricks. They had him um, playing golf and it really wasn't him. And so imagine as we continue to move into the world of technology and artificial intelligence and all of these things, the impact it'll have on people's mental health when they think what they're seeing is reality and it truly isn't. And so you do have to make sure that whatever you're looking at, if it seems like it's too good to be true, chances are it probably is. And because of these things like deep fakes and other technologies that are, you know, allowing people to create new things and don't get me wrong i love it it's creative it's fun but at the same time it's also creating confusion and misinformation and so we are comparing again our grass to astroturf what you have who you are is real what you see online yes i'm sure the majority of it is real but you have to realize that there's also a chance that there's some information that's being put out there that is not real and being able to disseminate what is real and what is fake and also doing your research if something doesn't sound right fact check it i will say that a long time ago i used to reshare posts and i didn't even double check or look it up to see if it was real or not but fact-checking is important, especially in this day and age. And I'm pretty sure based on 2020, we can see even more reasons to validate what we read. And I actually made a post um, last night. So I mentioned that the reason I wanted to do this show is because, you know, a lot of times people have a lot of opinions about 
what people post, how often they post, who they post, who they don't post. And it made me think, I said, how often are we in this world where we think we know? And so I wrote a post about six weeks ago. I was actually, um, I went to a doctor's appointment for some symptoms I was having and they sent me immediately to the emergency room for additional testing because of what they found. And of course it was a nervous and scary experience for me where I was, I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I was hoping for the best, but I was preparing in my mind for the worst. And so as I was driving to the hospital, I was just thinking, I hope it's not what they think it is. I was scared to go to the hospital because of COVID. And all I kept thinking was, you know what? I would rather know than to not know. And so I went to the hospital and last night I was thinking, I said, you know, six weeks ago, people saw my post on Facebook about my podcast or they saw me dancing or they saw me smiling and they were probably like, oh, she's good. Like everything in her life is perfect. She's great. But I wrote this and I wrote it for a reason. For those who see the smiles, know you only see a portion of what happens 365. You only see what I and others decide to share. Because you see a glimpse, don't assume you know the whole picture. The Titanic sunk because of what was below the surface. This was six weeks ago yesterday, and thankfully everything worked out. But if you see me dancing and smiling today, know I am grateful for every day I'm still here. P.S. This is not posted for sympathy. It's to help with perspective. Remember, social media is not someone's entire life. And in that photo... The first photo is of me at the doctor's office when they were waiting to come back and and evaluate me. The second picture was me in the hallway at the hospital um, waiting to have some additional treatment and follow up from the doctor. And the third picture was me um, in the hospital bed, you know, waiting for treatment. And I know for a lot of people, you know, seeing that it it probably freaked them out thinking like, what's wrong with her? Is something going on right now? But I noted in that post for a reason that was six weeks ago, but most people had no idea because in order for us to have those genuine connections, we have to really talk to people. We have to call them and know what's going on. Otherwise you only see that 30 second reel or the reel that may or may not be real, R-E-A-L, or the TikTok, the 60 seconds, or the Facebook post that may have taken five to six minutes to craft if you have it really detailed, or maybe it's less than a minute, or the shares. There's so much that we don't know about people. And so today's message is one of perspective and also encouragement to let you know that even though you see things on social media, you know, a lot of it is helpful, it's beneficial, but then there's also a lot of it that could be causing you some additional and unnecessary anxiety and stress. And I know for myself, I've had to check myself over the years and reduce the amount of things that I take in because it is easy to compare. But once I learned that only 10% of your audience sees whatever you post anyway, it was a whole mind shift for me. That was one of those things that Stephen Covey likes to call a paradigm shift because I was like, wait a minute, this whole time we're assuming that more people are seeing our content when it's really only 10%. So when you put that in perspective, 
that allows you to relax a little bit because in your mind, you're like, oh, only about 10% of the people are going to see this anyway. So if you get five likes, that's good because social media engagement, good engagement, according to some people is about 2%. So if you get five likes, you're not doing too bad. (laughs) Um, It is a very small percentage, believe it or not. So if you get five likes out of a hundred, you're doing pretty good. And it's so funny when you put it in perspective, you're like, wait a minute, I was expecting more. Or you see people with two and 3000 likes, look at their number of followers. They probably have a hundred thousand followers. So again, it's putting it in perspective. And last but not least, I want to talk about how do we prevent social media burnout? There's an article by Psychology Today titled Preventing Social Media Burnout. And here are some of their tips. And I will also share with you some of my own personal um, tidbits as it relates to these topics. So the first one, stay informed, but take a break. That goes back to what I said earlier. I like to post and ghost sometimes. And I mean that sincerely. I will literally post and close the app and go do something else because I just have a lot on my plate. So I said, you know, that's what I have to do. I'll plan my post and then I'll just leave the app. Or sometimes what I'll do is I will take multiple pictures. So like tonight, I'm dressed up, I'm ready for the podcast, I'm recording. So, you know, I can put this on YouTube and use clips of it on my social media page. But guess what? I'm going to get it all done tonight. I will have my, my video. I will be able to create my post. I will have, I will take multiple pictures and I can use those pictures over time. So even though it might seem like, oh, she's always online or she's always posting, not really. When you think about how many minutes, how many seconds there are in a day, I really don't post as much as people might think, but that's because I plan. And I know a lot of social media content experts now, they talk about the importance of planning because you can literally utilize apps like um, Planoli that allows you to literally plan your social media posts and schedule them. A long time ago, I know a lot of people use Hootsuite and they probably still use it now, but these are platforms that you can use to save yourself time. The second tidbit is monitor the amount of time we stay on social media. I know with iPhone, they have a way for you to track your social media and put limits on it. And um, when you even go into Instagram or Facebook, you can actually set limits so that it will alert you when you're getting close to the limit that you set. It's no different than setting smart goals for your job. It's let me set a smart goal for myself so I don't get overburdened by social media. The third, take a step back and evaluate, why am I comparing myself? You, we oftentimes see the success, but we don't see the struggle. We don't see what people are going through. We don't see the tears at night. And I like to be transparent with my posts. Some people may not feel that that's appropriate for social media. For me, if my goal truly is to inspire other individuals, then I feel like I should show you the good and the bad. And granted, I'm not saying I'm putting all my business out on Front Street because I don't, but there are some things that I'm comfortable with sharing in hopes of enlightening, empowering, inspiring, or helping someone else transform their life or increase their faith. In terms of the perspective, I mentioned earlier about the 10%. 
just keep that in the back of your mind. And then the next time you get one or two likes, it won't bother you as much because you'll be like, oh, they only showed the 10% of my people. I got one like, I'm doing good. <laughs> so I say that and I mean it sincerely. I literally, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like, wait, why, like, why does it matter how many people like my post? A long time ago, when I first joined social media, I think it was around 2004, I didn't care. I would post. And if someone liked it, great. If they didn't, that was fine too. And somehow we got into this vicious cycle of the likes and like, you know, do we keep going? But I posted for the whole month of February for Black History Month. And on some of the posts, I got a lot of likes. Some posts, I got zero. And I was okay with it because guess what? I learned something during the month of February every single day. So whether someone else liked it or not, I was learning. And guess what? I heard a content strategist say, it doesn't matter if people like it in terms of like the algorithm. What matters is, do people see it? And I said, you know what? That's another life-changing and perspective uh, shift for me because I was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Did they see it? Fantastic. Maybe someone will be inspired and I keep it moving. And another tip that they give is use one form of social media. So that's tip number four. For me, I do use multiple forms of social media just because of what I'm trying to do in terms of encouraging people. So I do use YouTube. I have a TikTok because I like to dance. That is my outlet. I actually use that as a stress reliever, but I also utilize Facebook and Instagram. I mean, excuse me, fa yes, Facebook and Instagram. I use those platforms because that's what I choose to do, but I have them all connected. So I can literally press a button and post on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. So people may assume that I'm on Facebook all day or I'm on Instagram, which I will tell you, people can't say that they see me posting all day because I don't. I don't post during the workday. I literally may be up in the middle of the night creating content and I'll post it if I'm up or maybe in the evening after work, I'll work on my content for the next day. So I literally have posts planned out that I save in my drafts that when I'm ready to click the button, all I have to do, go back, click that button and it shares on multiple platforms. And I only have to click one button I click on Instagram, it shares it to Facebook. And if I want it to, it can also share it to Twitter. And I sometimes share posts to multiple pages. So I have my CC America LLC page for my podcast and my consulting business. I have my Confident Connotations page. And I also have Tamaria Inspires. I can post on all three with one click. To me, that saves time. So even though I'm using multiple forms of social media, I have it down to the point where I'm able to just use one click. So that helps me limit the time that I'm on social media. And the fifth tip is find other ways to stay connected. I love this tip from psychology today because for me, if you know me, then you know I like to talk. The fact that you're listening to this podcast, know that I appreciate it because guess what I'm doing? I'm talking. I love to talk. I love to encourage. I love to uplift. And so for me, I will pick up the phone and call someone to see how they're doing. But that's me. I know a lot of people may not necessarily do that anymore because they feel connected with people through social media. But from time to time, I still pick up the phone and I will call. A lot of times I spend time on video calls 
because I get a chance to see the person and interact with them. And for me, I love that. And by trade, I'm in training and development. So I'm talking to people all day and I enjoy that. There's times where I'm in development mode, but then there's a lot of times where I get an opportunity to interact. This week alone, I was able to train multiple classes and I enjoyed it because it was an opportunity to really build a true connection, not a superficial connection. And for our social media platforms, the main premise of it really is to engage and to build relationships. So if you're using it for that reason and also to build your business, you can really build some genuine relationships. You can, and now with Clubhouse, you can actually hear people's voices. You don't see their posts, but you hear their voice. And it's almost literally like taking us back to how it was before social media, back when we were talking on the phone more, when we were calling people to check on them, when we were stopping by to visit. Now with COVID, we can't visit as often, but there's other ways for us to connect that doesn't involve looking at someone's post on social media and not seeing the whole picture, only getting a glimpse and assuming that we know everything that might be happening in someone's life. So just pick up the phone. The sixth tip from psychology today is turn off notifications. I um, do have my notifications turned off on most of my social media apps because I'm like, I'll see it when I see it. (laughs) And a lot of times social media apps That's how they get you to come back. So if they see you post and close the app, they're going to keep pushing notifications to you to get you to come back so that you will want to see, okay, how many people are liking my post? You know, are people looking at it now? Oh, what can I do next? And so you'll find yourself in this vicious circle two, three hours later, like, wait a minute, what did I do with my time? Now, if you set aside two to three hours to look at social media, because it is entertaining, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of videos that I save and watch for either choreography or to laugh. And I say, enjoy it. Use it to your benefit, but don't let it consume you to the point that you are anxious or depressed and not enjoying your life because of the small snippet of someone's life that you are given an invite into. Because again, when you think about 365 days in a year, you think about 24 hours in a day, you are not seeing someone's entire life. You are only seeing a glimpse into what they allow you to see. And last but not least, step number seven or tip number seven is have an unplugged day. So for me, I've been consistently posting every day. Um, I started doing that with Black History Month. But before that, I only posted a few times a week. And sometimes I let the ball drop. And I'm okay with that because guess what? Life happens. You are a person. You are going to go through things. Social media is a part of your life. It is not your life. And I have to constantly remind myself, like, you know what? I wanted to post, but I didn't get a chance. Oh, well. And I'm actually okay with that. But there was a time where I was feeling anxious. Like, I got to do this. I have to make sure I post. And sometimes with Black History Month, I was posting late or I fell asleep. And then I was posting in the middle of the night or whenever I woke up. But my body was tired and I needed to get some rest. So for me, it's all about perspective. Because like I said, the Titanic sunk because of what was below the surface, not what you could see on the surface. And so when you think about our lives, there's so much beneath the surface that make us who we are. 
So enjoy your journey, be authentic to you and don't let comparisons consume you because guess what? A tree has a trunk, a tree has branches, a tree has leaves. And each one of those are there for a reason and each one is important. So when you think about your life, realize that what you are doing is uniquely crafted and designed for you. You don't have to be like everyone else. You don't have to go after the next big fad. If you want to absolutely do it, but don't feel bullied or pressured into doing what everyone else is doing. As they say, FOMO, the fear of missing out. People say the fear of missing out. Don't even think about it as fear of missing out. Think about what can social media do for me? F-O me, for me. <laughs> so I hope that this show has been encouraging to you tonight. I thank you for tuning in each and every week and joining us on the show, whether it's me or a guest. The true goal is really to leave you feeling inspired, uplifted, and living a life transformed because each of us are walking through this thing called life and we're just trying to do the best that we can. So on that note, I always like to close us out with the affirmation or prayer. And tonight um, I'm going to close us out in prayer. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast under the sound of my voice. I pray that you would protect them and their families, that you would lift them up and give them the strength to keep pushing forward. Lord God, I pray that you would help them come against that spirit of comparison, Lord God, that would allow them to get down on themselves and beat themselves up for what they think they don't have, but allowing them to see how much that they have in their lives, how full they are, how blessed they are. Allow them to have a spirit of gratitude for each and everything that has been given to them. And not, do not allow the enemy to take the joy that they have by forcing comparisons on them or making them feel inferior because they don't have what someone else has, Lord God. Give them the strength to be able to discern what is real and what is fake and be able to make decisions that are beneficial for them and not be influenced by what other people say and what other people do. If it's something encouraging, Lord God, push it their way. Allow them to see encouraging messages. Allow them to feel lifted up and inspired and hopeful. But anything that seeks to tear them down, allow it to be wiped from their memory even after they see it. Allow them to have joy and peace. And we come against the spirit of depression and anxiety and worry and doubt and fear in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We pray for your protection over each and every one and their families and their friends. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And on that note, good people, be blessed. This episode of the CC America podcast is being sponsored by Confident Connotations, creating Christian apparel and accessories that promotes confidence, inspires life, and sparks conversation. Each design is carefully crafted, giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Visit confidentconnotations.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. We appreciate you tuning in week after week and joining us for stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So that you never miss an update, please subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. You can also just search for CC America 
on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this show. If so, please don't hesitate to share the episodes or let people know that you are listening so that they too can be inspired. We appreciate your support and until next time, be blessed.